Hello, I'm Sean. Welcome to Wellspring Baptist Church Podcast. We're glad that you're listening today. For more information on all that's happening at Wellspring, please visit our website at www.wellspringbaptistchurch.org. I hope this message is a blessing to you. This morning we're going to talk about faith. We're going to talk about faith this morning. Go ahead and open your Bibles up into Luke. We're going to have your Bibles ready because we're going to be turning to uh, quite a few scriptures. But go to Luke uh, 17 to start. You know, in in another passage in Luke, uh, Luke 18, uh, Jesus asks the question, uh, When the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith in the earth? And... You know, when Jesus asks a question, he's not asking because he doesn't know the answer. He's asking the question because he wants us to answer it, right? He wants us uh, to think about it. All throughout, the, all throughout uh, human history, since God created man, he has been looking uh, for faith in the earth. He's been looking for our faith and the people's faith toward us, and it's in Luke chapter 17, um, verse 5, where the disciples uh, say to the Lord, uh, Lord, increase our faith. Now, that should be our prayer this morning, right? Lord, increase our faith. But it's what the Lord says to him in verse 6 that's kind of interesting. He says, uh, and the Lord said, if ye had faith as a grain of mustard seed, You could say unto this sycamine tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. In a parallel passage in Matthew 17, Jesus said, Because of your unbelief, he couldn't do great things. He couldn't do these miracles. He said, For verily I say unto you, If you had the faith of a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence in yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing, listen to this, nothing, shall be impossible unto you. We're going to get to this later, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. Right? But with faith, nothing shall be impossible unto you. There, you know, there's a couple things I gather from this, just those few little words what the Lord says to His disciples and the people there is, oh, ye of little faith. Right? Oh, ye of little faith. He says, if you had even a, a faith as a grain of mustard seed, in other words, they didn't. They didn't. I mean, obviously, he wouldn't have said that if they did. They didn't even have the faith of a grain of mustard seed. That's one thing I gather from that. And the second thing I see from that is it doesn't take a lot of faith. Yeah. I would almost gather from that that it's not the quantity of our faith. It's the quality of our faith. In other words... It's what we put our faith in that makes all the difference in the world. It's what we put our faith in. You may say, I believe, I believe, I believe, and there are those that say this, but I think it would only be a rational question to say, you believe what? Right? I believe, I believe. You know, if you're believing truth, if you're believing uh, um, uh, what God's word says, well, then that makes all the difference. But just to believe uh, in, in nothing uh, doesn't make any sense. How I would ask then myself, 
if it takes just a grain of mustard seed to see uh, 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 God do great and mighty things, how do I get this seed? Right? Where does this seed come from? What, how is it that I can have this? What is it and how do I get it? Take your Bibles and turn to Romans chapter 10. If we don't get anything else out of the message this morning, just get this verse. Uh, Romans chapter 10 and verse uh, 17. And this is a familiar passage to many of us, but it's, it's the part of doing it, practicing it. He says in Romans 10, 17, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Faith comes from the Word of God. Faith comes from God. Right. I, 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 uh, last night, late, I asked Rebecca to... She's, I can't draw at all. She can draw. But I thought maybe this could help us here a little bit. Just kind of a visual, right? This is God's Word. He comes down. You know what is important for us? Is that we have ears to hear. That we have ears to hear. And you know what what happens is when it goes in the ear gate, it begins to affect the heart. Would you agree with that? What goes in the ear, this is simple, but I think this is simply all we need. To hear what God has to say and then do it. That is what faith is. It will begin to affect our hands and feet. Would you agree with that? So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We have to have ears to hear. Faith is what it means to be a Christian. Right? We even call it our faith. Uh, There is saving faith. Would you agree with that? There is saving faith. There is also living faith or walking faith or however you want to say it. But this is the same way we're to continue our Christian life is the way that it got started. And that is by faith. A Christian life walking by faith is different than a Christian lifestyle. And what I mean by that is it is possible to have uh, the form of godliness, but to deny the power thereof. We don't want to fall into that trap because it's a trap. I believe, and we've been kind of going through uh, Hebrews, and we're going to get back to Hebrews, but there was one of the reasons and the purposes of Hebrews that it's just easy to stick with the old religion. And we don't want that. We want faith. In God that's real. You say moving mountain power. You say, well, you know, I don't believe that he means that literally. Uh, That's your problem. And I'm not trying to be rude, but this is where we have to begin to engage our faith is if God says it, then we believe it. And I don't see how it's all that hard to believe that God can move a mountain if you believe that he spoke it into existence. I mean, that's a little bit harder to believe than to believe that He can move it, right? God can do anything to to literally believe God's Word. You, You know, if you don't literally believe God's Word, then we certainly don't have faith. Then we certainly wouldn't practice 
what his word says, we wouldn't put it into practice. See, in order to grow in our faith, we have to hear it. Look, 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 just this, this is a wonderful passage about salvation in Romans chapter 10. So just back up with me. We just read verse 17. Just back up with me to verse 13. He says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We believe that, right? Everybody believes that. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Next verse. How shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? Faith. And how shall they believe, faith, on him whom they have not heard? And how shall they... Without a preacher. This is why our job is so important. It's because we're supposed to say the word of God. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You say, well they won't hear. Yeah, but some will. Some will hear and it will affect the heart. The heart's where salvation happens, right? Mm -hmm. But it goes through where? The The ear. It goes, saving faith comes this way, down this way. Walking faith is the same way. It comes, so how shall, you got to hear it. In the verse 15, how shall they preach except they be sent? Have we been sent? We have been sent. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Oh my goodness. You know when we'll become, when we'll become soul winners? So when we believe that it is the best thing that anybody could ever hear. When we believe this, when we believe salvation by grace through faith in the shed blood of Jesus Christ is better than anything that anyone could ever have or experience. To have eternal life. He says, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? No, not everyone will hear. Not everyone will obey. But faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This is the how we begin this seed. You say, where, the, where does the seed come from? Where does that, just that grain of mustard seed, he says in 1 Peter, and I've got a lot of scriptures, so some I'm just going to read to you, but in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 23, he says, being born again, that's a biblical term, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God. You say, where does the seed come from? The word of God. It's an incorruptible seed. He says, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. It's an eternal book. By the word of the Lord endureth, but the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word by which the gospel is preached unto you. You say, where does faith come from? It comes from God's Word. It comes from God's Word to those that have an ear that's open and allows it to affect the heart. In Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 13, he says it like this, in whom also you trusted. Talking about Jesus Christ. You trusted in Jesus Christ. After that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. You heard it, right? And then you trusted in it. And whom after you believed, you were sealed. So you heard, the, you heard the word of God. You believed the word of God. You were sealed by the Spirit of God. 
at salvation, right? He says, which is the earnest. I'm getting to something here. Is that our faith has evidence. He says, you are sealed uh, by the Holy Spirit, which is the earnest proof of purchase of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of God. He gives us the indwelling spirit because of the faith that we put in Jesus Christ. That is evidence for you. Evidence for me. Salvation. Hearing. Obeying. Romans chapter 1 and verse 17 says this. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. This is how we were supposed to live all the way, all the, all the while. Sometimes someone will say, you know, I'm living by faith here, uh, which, which really means that they've been, sometimes it means that we've been pushed into a corner and now we have nothing else to do but trust God, right? And so we'll say we're living by faith. <laughs> but that's how we were supposed to live all the, all the while, right? The just shall live by faith. He says in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, Paul the Apostle, he said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. Paul says, now I don't live my life for myself. He says, and the life which I now live, I like that. He's a changed man. He says, I don't live the life that I used to live for myself. He says, the life that I now live, I live in the flesh. He says, yeah, of course, I'm in this body. He says, I'm in this body, but I live it by the faith. Of the Son of God. He says, yeah, I I live in this flesh, but the life that I now live is a life of faith in Jesus Christ, God's Son. Faith is that spiritual dimension to our life, to our Christian life. It is not blind faith. That's what I'm trying to get to at the end of this. Uh, Hopefully we see it. Uh, But it's, it's, it's not blind in the least bit. It is black and white. Is written down. That this, you say, am I supposed to believe something that, I, that I'm not told? You can't believe something that you're not told. You're supposed to believe something that you can't see, but it is written down. It is written down. I heard one preacher say that this is not, faith is not a leap into the darkness. But it is a leap into the light. <laughs> That's what faith is. It is going forward into what God says. First uh, Corinthians, Paul, talking to the church at Corinth, says, Your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men. Listen, to put our faith in what man says is a leap in darkness. <laughs> he says, Our faith is not in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Yes. But in the power of God. First Corinthians uh, chapter thirteen and verse thirteen. Uh, chapter thirteen, verse thirteen. He says, "Now abideth faith, hope, charity." Right? Those three. It is important to our walk in faith and and relationship with Christ. Sometimes when we faith is a is a big word, simple but big. And sometimes it's good to look up these words in the dictionary. Uh, like charity, like faith, like hope, right? And to find out the definition for them. But sometimes the best definition of a word is defined, it defines itself in the scripture. In other words, you're, never go- you're not going to find a better definition for the word charity than 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 
First Corinthians chapter 13 methodically defines what he means by charity, and it's more than love. Right? So, let me ask you a question. If you were to pick a, a chapter in the Bible to define the word faith, what chapter would you turn to? What chapter would you pick? Hebrews, yeah, take, take your Bibles now and turn to Hebrews. Turn to Hebrews, chapter 11. Hebrews, chapter 11. Now remember, Hebrews was written so that they would know, that they would believe, right? Not required to believe in something that he doesn't say, but Hebrews, remember, is written that something is better. Would you agree with that? We've talked about that several times. That we have a better sacrifice for sin. And he's, he's writing to the, uh, the, the nation of Israel, the Jewish people. But it's true for us as well. We have a better sacrifice for sin, right? We have a better high priest, right? We have a better tabernacle. We have a better means of worship. We have a better rest. We have a better prayer life. Would you agree? All of those things that I just mentioned are accessed by what? All of those things are accessed... We're going to have to get you some folks talking here. All of those things are accessed by what? Faith. Faith. Faith, in Hebrews chapter 11, is, is, the superior, uh, is superior to religion. It's superior to, 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 than, than anything else. <laughs> He says, I, I believe, I believe. You believe what? Right? If we're a believer, what is it that we believe? He says in, in Hebrews uh, chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. He says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and verse 18, things that are not seen are temporal. Could you imagine putting your faith in something temporal? He says, things that are seen are temporal, but things that are not seen are eternal. Right? He says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Listen, when I put my faith in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the death, burial, and resurrection, my hope was eternal life and salvation. My hope was that. And you say, do you have evidence of it? Yes, I do. The indwelling spirit. He sealed me. He absolutely moved inside. And for me to say that the Spirit leads, the Spirit teaches, the Spirit guides is not strange. He is the evidence of my salvation. He is the earnest. He is that proof of purchase. All those sort of things. I have evidence. I have evidence for my faith in Jesus Christ. I tr- you say, you say, it does sound strange if you're not saved to think, by putting your faith in the shed blood of Jesus Christ, the death, burial, and resurrection, that you can know that you have eternal life. Uh, to someone that, that doesn't have faith, that does sound strange, doesn't it? I mean, honestly, to be rational, that sounds strange. But for those that have done it, it doesn't sound strange because we have some evidence of our faith. I mean, it's, it's not now in faith anymore. It became sight. It, 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 it took hold. Now we know for sure it's true. He says, for by it, faith, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand. 
That's a good phrase right there. I, I, earlier I said, uh, with faith all things are possible. Without faith it is impossible. Those are, that's a good phrase to remember. This is another one. Through faith we understand. There is a lot of things that you cannot understand yeah. until we engage faith in His Word. When, you, when we read it and then we say, I believe it. Have you ever heard someone say, the lights came on? Yeah. That's understanding. The Holy Spirit gives understanding. And that is accessed by faith. You read it, you say, I believe it, and then voila. You know, it's like, I see it. It's been there all along, but now I see it. Amen. I see it. We say we see it, but we didn't see it. Yeah, that's right. But we did see it. <laughs> by faith, right? He says, through faith we understand the worlds are framed by the Word of God. So that things which are seen are not made of things which do appear. <laughs> he says, By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by the which he obtained witness that he was righteous, being uh, a God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. We had, that's, a, that's a picture of our, our salvation. By faith Enoch was translated and should not see death. This is a picture of... The rapture of the church, the resurrection of the church, was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. How did he please God? By faith. But without faith, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. Amen. You know what we think sometimes uh, 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 wrongly? Is that God is pleased by our righteousness. And in a sense, that's true. But not our righteousness. He's pleased by righteousness, but not our righteousness. He's pleased by His own righteousness that is imputed to us by faith. So when we try to live this Christian life, it's not that we're trying to be this good person, although faith has evidence of good works. So you can't separate those two. But, but it's the faith that drives us to the works. It's not the works that... You can never work hard enough for faith. Right. You just cannot work hard enough for faith. No. It's, it's, you, you, get, you get them mixed up and, and, and then, you're, then you're a miserable religious person. Right. <laughs> Instead of just a religious person, you're a miserable one because you're working so hard to have the faith, but you just don't have the faith. But you're working so hard. He says, without faith is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We're going to get into that just a little bit in just a second. But by faith Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet. Not seen as yet. He was warned of things not seen. But, he was, but God spoke to him. Through his, he spoke to him, didn't he? With fear prepared an ark to the saving of his house. By the which he condemned the world, being heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. By faith. <laughs> the world that is seen is made of things which, framed of things which are not seen. We know that now. Science has caught up to the scripture in, in just the last hundred and some years and sees that, find out that, that, that uh, atoms are what has Frame the earth, frame the world, made up the world. He says here that Noah was warned of things not seen. He'd never seen rain, right? He'd never seen a flood. 
this is this was this wasn't going to happen, except that God said it was, and He acted out of His faith. See Hebrews eleven, this what what has been called you know the Hall of Faith or what, what have you, men and women that believed God. These were ordinary, truly ordinary people. Everyone's ordinary. We're all created by God. We're all in the same boat. These are ordinary people with extraordinary lives because of faith. Because they believed God. This faith in God gave them purpose and it's the same for us. We can have so much faith in God's word that it's true. See, if God wrote it down, it's true. You know, no matter what, no matter what the world says, the world's always changing, right? Philosophy, man's opinion, political correctness, even so-called science is, is, is always changing. And, and science is not the problem, by the way. It's men and women that are the problem, right? Because right? science, the systematic study of the structure and behavior of the physical and natural world through observation and experiment, that's not the problem. Right. It's man coming in with an agenda lacking faith that is the problem, right? The Bible has a better track record, by the way, than secular some secular scientists. It's interesting. It just does. The most advanced scientists at one time said the world was flat. <laughs> but 2,750 years ago, written in Isaiah, it said it was round. It just took a little while for secular scientists to get caught up with it. The, 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 the Bible says 3,500 years ago in Leviticus that the life of the flesh was in the blood. Some, some folks just finally caught up with that just, just recently. You know, there's still things that so-called secular scientists still need to catch up on that the Bible said. Uh, like, when life begins... I think this is a big one because uh, uh, it's important. The Bible says that John the Baptist knew Jesus while he was in his mother's womb and his life was purposed in his mother's womb. That is the same. The Bible says the same about Paul the Apostle. David said this, I was cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my God from my mother's belly. He also said, by thee have I withholden up. I, I was withholden up from the womb. Thou art he that took me out of my mother's bowels. My praise shall be continual of thee. He said this, For thou hast possessed my reins and hath covered me in my mother's womb. Isaiah said the same thing. Thus saith the Lord that made me and formed me from, my, from the womb. I'm just trying to say that what we as believers, it doesn't matter what secular science says. It doesn't matter what uh, philosophy says, uh, what is politically correct. We can hear the word of God and put our faith in it at that very moment and believe that and just hope the secular scientists catch up soon. That's, and I'm, that's, I'm not saying, you obviously know I'm not saying that in an arrogant way. I'm just saying that, that the Bible has the best track record. It doesn't change. It's always been there and it's always been right. Because it's God's word. You know, faith is... And I want to say this too about faith. Faith is not brought about by, um, by an ex- experience. You can't get faith in God by an experience. You get faith in God by... 
here. An experience will, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It will cement it. It will, uh, it will uh, affirm it. It will affirm your faith in God. But you, it doesn't create your faith in God. That's right. It will affirm it, but it won't create it. What I mean, like, like for instance, Pharaoh. He's, I mean, there's not a guy that saw more of the power of God in his life than Pharaoh. And he, of all the plagues, and he what, would not let God's people go. Why? Because he didn't have faith. Right. Moses, on the other hand, had faith in every one of these plagues. That was just more proof that God was real. That was just more proof that God was at work. Uh, what about the, the rich man in, in, in the Gospels who, who uh, was in hell? And he said, listen, go and send someone to my brothers. Right? right? So that they will accept. And what did he say? He said, if they won't believe the word of God, yeah, they it. wouldn't believe someone that rose from the dead. That's right. That's right. You see what I'm saying? So faith does not come from an, ex, you know, boom, this big experience. An experience which God does do in our lives, major things that he does. That just reaffirms what we already knew in his word. That's right. It just reaffirms what he's already said, that his power, that he has mountain-moving power, that God can do anything. Without faith, it is impossible. The just shall live by faith. Just as Hebrews was written to the nation of Israel, to the people of Israel, that they might believe and do it. The word of God is written for us that we might believe and then do it. That is faith. Obedience. He talks about that to the, Paul does to the church at Thessalonica, about their faith growing exceedingly. That's what we want. I mean, that's what we want in our lives. We want our faith to grow. We want our faith to grow. We want, we want our faith to increase. You say, how is it that our faith increases? He says there in verse 6, but without faith is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I see two things there. One is that you come to God believing that he is. I mean, that he is who he says he is. He's the creator. That he is Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. That he's the Savior. That he's everything that he says he is. This is how we come to God, right? Believing that he is who he says he is. And then, that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That's, that's the picture with your ear wide open. Right? This is how the faith comes in. As he is, we are seeking him. Our ears are open to what he's saying. This faith journey that we are on is lifelong. Yeah. It's lifelong. He's going to continue. This is, a, this is not a, you know, as they say, it's not a destination. It is a journey through this life. And even our faith tests, like the things that we face in our lives... These are for our benefit. You know, faith is like a uh, is like a muscle. In the sense that sometimes God's testing in our lives. By the way, He doesn't test us to fail; He tests us to succeed. That His tests in our life uh, kind of change a little bit as we mature. 
Would you agree with that? In Christ, as we go through our, our Christian life, uh, he, does not, he does promise He wouldn't put more on us than we can handle. Would you agree with that? Our faith would come through. So even our tests are for our own benefit. Receiving what God has revealed. This is the essence of faith. Receiving what God has revealed in His Scripture and obeying it. Or doing it. For our prayer life, for our Christian walk, for our salvation, this is what it means to be men and women of faith. It is not, again, it is not just something that's floating out there that's in some sense is different from, for every person. We all have it right here. God's Word. What we have to do is diligently Seek Him. You say, where would I diligently seek Him? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You say, I want to know God. This is where we find Him. You say, I want to have a walk with the Lord. This is where it's at. I want to have a fellowship with Him. He'll he'll reveal Himself to us through the Scripture and then we just walk it out. We live it out. We are, you know, they say all the time, hands and feet. That's true. Once your heart is affected by faith, it will affect the, the direction of our life and the working of our life. What we begin to do, it will affect our mouth also. I think some of the hymn writers summed up uh, this faith, some of the best. So I have a few of them here. Daniel Whittle said this, But I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I know not how this saving faith to me he did impart, nor believing in his word brought peace within my heart. I know not how the Spirit moves, convincing men of sin, revealing Jesus through his word, creating faith in him. That's what it is. It's going into God's word and allowing his Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit to teach us, to guide us, and it creates that faith. That faith in God, that faith in what He said and what He will do. He says, uh, Edward Mote wrote this, My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground, is sinking sand. His oath, His covenant, His blood support me in the whelming flood. When all around my soul gives way, He then is all my hope and stay. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Eliza Hewitt said it like this, My faith has found a resting place, not in device or creed. I trust the ever-living one His wounds for me shall plead. Enough for me that Jesus died. This ends my fear and doubt. A sinful soul, I came to him. He'll never cast me out. My heart is leaning on the word, the living word of God. Salvation by my Savior's name, salvation through his blood. I need no other argument. I need no other plea. It is enough that Jesus died and that He died for me. 
This is that simple faith of hearing the word, reading it, getting into it. It is that milk for the believer. He says, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that they may grow thereby. He talks about the meat of the word as we mature in Christ and begin to grow in Christ that we take the meat. Listen, for us as believers, I think it's only reasonable that when we say that we are a believer that we can say what it is that we believe in. What it is that we believe in. It is the Word of God. But have we, are we reading it? Are we allowing the Word of God to teach us and lead us and guide us and reveal Himself to us? Faith comes from the Word of God. Hearing it, then obeying it. Would we, as Christians, say, listen, I want to, with all my strength, with all my heart, uh, come diligently seeking God in His Word. This time of reading... This time of study, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The time that we spend, the time that we spend in God's word, seeking after Him, is never going to be a waste of time. As we look at the schedule that we have, and we're all busy, as we look at the schedule that we have, you know, coming up, to seek after God, to grow and walk in our faith. Uh, this is time well spent and will fe- affect the other things in a positive way. <laughs> All the other things will be better off that we have spent our time seeking Him in His Word. This faith is the salvation by which salvation comes. For us as believers, for us to know the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, how shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they hear without a preacher? As we look into our, our, our friends, our family, our children, our co-workers, our mission field. As we look around, we say, listen, listen, these are people that God's put around me. How shall they hear without a preacher? I want to be that. I want to be that one with the beautiful feet. Uh, presenting the good tidings of Jesus Christ. Amen? We're going to sing uh, page 6, The Solid Rock, but if the Lord spoken to your heart, I'd just say you'd stay at your pew and pray. The altar's always open to pray, but would, would we decide as believers that we want to be men and women of faith, seeking after God with all of our heart, diligently uh, coming to Him, asking Him for the faith, uh, just the faith of a mustard seed. Thanks for taking the time to listen today. We'd love to hear from you and learn how you've been encouraged or challenged by this podcast. Please leave a comment on the Contact Us page on our website, or you could write to us at P.O. Box 641, Springboro, Ohio, 45066. Feel free to visit us anytime that you're in the Springboro, Ohio area.